This month of July, I have been preaching from the book of Psalms, and I continue that today as we look at the 128th Psalm. If you would like to follow the reading of this six-verse psalm, page 442 in the Blue Pew Bibles. Psalm 128. Blessed are all who fear the Lord and walk in His ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem, and may you live to see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. May God bless again the reading and hearing of his word from the book of Psalms. Psalm 28 is not a psalm that is read too often. Perhaps you have read it over time as you've read through the book of Psalms or through the Bible. And like all the Psalms, sometimes it's hard to distinguish one from the others. But here in this particular Psalm 128, it has a meaning that I think uh, we need to listen to and we need to hear in our particular day. My sermon this morning is entitled, The Strength of Godly Homes. One of the hallmarks of Judaism that has been passed down, down through the centuries and certainly into Christianity as well, is the idea that the family is a strength and a building block of all of humanity and human society. We live in a time where that may be under quite a bit of duress, and not everyone agrees with that. But here it is clear that those who trust in the Lord, who fear the Lord, who walk in His ways, their homes will be well established. They will be godly homes. And I want to speak at length to that today. Judaism always emphasized the covenant of marriage between a man and a woman. Yes, in the Old Testament, there were examples of the kings and some others having more than one wife, but the primary and the biblical idea of it was that it would be one man and one woman from the very beginning of Genesis through the rest of the Bible. Because it was in that idea that there was the strength of the basic unit of family. And that strength could endure and that strength would help that family to prosper and to be secure over the course of time. And that is something that we need to revisit in our own time, especially in the times that we are going through. We need to understand that the family unit 
First, in its very basic form, a husband and wife. Then, if there are children, then if there are generations, that that makes up a strength and is a design of God that helps not only us of the faith in Jesus Christ, but society as a whole as well. One of the things that we need to begin to re-emphasize, and we have discovered this, the thing that has occurred since March is that families have had to live together and dwell together and see each other more now than they probably have in a good little while. There are some who say, I've seen too much, especially of my children. And there are some children who said, I've seen too much, especially of my parents. And then there are older parents who said, I haven't seen anyone at all. And so there is a need. There is a structure of society that is in need of this strengthening. And it takes many different forms. Now, one of the things that we need to do for our children and for our grandchildren, for our nieces and our nephews, for our younger family members, even our neighbors' children and things like that, is we should always be holding up the strength of marriage. And we should be encouraging our young men and our young daughters to one day get married. And probably sooner rather than later in life. This is something that as Christians we are called to do. It is always interesting to see that when couples get married younger, that they have a longer time to build and to strengthen, and they can do things that they could not do by themselves. So an emphasis on the Christian ideal of marriage needs to be instilled in our children, our grandchildren, our nieces and nephews, as I have said. It is important. It will help them later in their lives. Now, this doesn't always happen. I understand that. But for the great majority of folks, we do need to emphasize that. We need to talk to them. Not just say, well, you saw your mom and dad. You need to talk to them about why it is that the marriage relationship is such an important thing in life. So that is one of the things. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessing and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons and your daughters will be like olive shoots around the table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. There is something of great importance of that. And then from that 
building block of marriage, children, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, there forms a strong bond that can better our lives and the lives of our community. It is important. We have lived for a long time far apart often from those that belong to us. But this particular pandemic has brought home the need to reestablish ties, to be strong with one another, to take an interest and a care, and to be family. And when we are family, when it is a godly home, it is strength, even in times of difficulty, in times of uncertainty. It is strength. And that strength goes beyond just the nuclear family. It goes beyond just the generational family. It begins to be expressed in the church. It begins to be expressed in the neighborhoods, in the communities, in the cities and towns. It restores a foundation that has often been crumbling. Right now, marriage rates are at historic lows. No one wants to get married. Right now, the birth rate is at historic lows for the United States. No one wants to have children. Why? Well, being married to someone's hard. Why? Children are expensive. Why? Well, I do have to work. I have a career. Why? It's just not the right time. But we need to think as Christians in other ways. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Well, there has to be little children for that to happen here and now. Jesus blessed the marriage in Cana for a young couple and saved them from embarrassment by turning the water into wine. Jesus spoke that a man should leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, for it was so from the very beginning of creation. And it is within these families that prayer is made for one another, that scriptures are studied, that children are taught. It's more than just what you want to do. Sometimes we put too much of a burden on our children and our teens. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be like, 
whatever you want to study, wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do. Well, what if they don't know? What if they really don't have a clue? Have you given them a rudderless ship? So it's important. It's important to guide and direct and to teach, to help them not only fear the Lord because the Lord is the Almighty, but to know the Lord and His Son, Jesus Christ, to share with them, to encourage them and say, family is important. It is a strength. Family should always be a strength. These things are important things. These things bring strength and prosperity. These things, these things bring blessing. These things are then again both identified as strengths and weaknesses in times such as this. Our children, when they are our age, will talk about this time. And they will either talk about it how, you know, we were, the family was strong and we got through it, or they will talk about it like it was the worst time of my life. What will it be? What will our children say? What will our grandchildren be like? Will they remember this time as a time of strength, as a time in which they saw their families persevere through the great difficulties of the days? Verse 5 of Psalm 128 says, May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. That is the community nature of this promise that godly families can bring. That it's just not the families, but all of society is made better. In our Reformed faith as Presbyterians, one of the main tenets historically of our Reformed faith is we are concerned about the greater good of human society, about our own communities, about what goes on, about the people, whether they are Christian or not. It is one of the tenets of our faith. We want... We desire that everyone benefit in society. And we help lead that way by being godly families, by demonstrating strength, resolve, faith, and hope so that others 
who may not know God may find strength and hope and may, because of our own witness, come to know the Lord God and His Son, Jesus Christ. It is a blessing to be able to see the generations after us. I never fully understood that until I got to be the age that I am. There were always generations above me. So I felt well secure. Well, they'll take care of it. But now the generations below us are looking and says, well, what's going to happen? And we should respond by saying, well, even though it may be difficult, even though it may be hard, trust the Lord. Hold strong to the faith. Grow closer to your family and to those that you especially love and feel close to. For therein lies the strength to carry through. God may be strengthening the family ties during this time, even as we are apart, focusing us on what is important what is really necessary, that godly families will endure, they will persevere, they will grow stronger even as we go through a hard, challenging, some would even say an evil time. But those who fear the Lord who trust in his ways. They will eat the fruit of their labor. Their spouse will be like a fruitful vine. Their children will be like olive shoots. They will be blessed. I believe this. And I ask that you take this into great consideration as we continue to persevere during these days of trouble. Thanks be to God who has given us a family, even a family of faith. Amen. If you would like to make an offering this morning, the offering plate is at the back door here. You can do so on the way out. Or you can also use the app that's on the back of the bulletin to go and do it electronically. And again, very grateful to everyone who 
is very regular and consistent in your giving to the church. Let us pray. Lord, we give you our thanks, even in days of challenge and difficulties. From our presence here in the chapel or from our homes and apartments, we now express our gratitude for all that we do have, for what we enjoy, and perhaps, Lord, not take so easily for granted as we have done in the past. For your word read and proclaimed today, for prayers offered, for hymns and songs sung, for gathering in person and online, we give our thanks through Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer. Amen.